Welcome to the Life-Changing Fitness Podcast. All we do is change lives. What guys, Dan Wheeler here. I hope you are all well. So, episode number four. Um, today, do you know what? I had some feedback. I had some great feedback, actually, uh, about the podcasts. And uh, one, of the, one of the feedbacks I had, and I think it was in compliment, um, someone said um, that they loved my no-bullshit attitude. And I quite like that. I quite like that. So in that vein, it inspired me today because I uh, I witnessed three uh, coaches over Twitter, as you do, um, arguing, which I find hilarious anyway. Uh, three coaches, quite respected coaches. Well, certainly in my eyes, I, th- I rate them. I rate all three of them. I won't name them um, <laughs> because I like them and I'm about to um, criticise them. And uh, they they were arguing over flexible dieting, and if it fits your macros. And the notion being that one of them was trying to prove that he was right, and the other one was trying to prove he was wrong, and that his method was right, and the third one came in, and we're kind of mixing it up between the two of them, which I thought was quite funny. And uh, there's there's this necessity to argue with one another, which I find amusing anyway, um, but particularly over if it fits your macros and flexible dieting, and uh, there's this there's this new age culture of coaches coming through. That I've read a few science books, um, and they've listened to a few podcasts, and um, you know, particularly by Lane Norton and um, and the like, really. And uh, there's this notion, you know, that flexible dieting is the, you know the new way forward. And the every feature macros is, although quite similar, is uh, is rubbish, um, and it's not the way, and it's uh, it's um, you know it's it's, it's uh, trying to promote junk food and uh, flexible dieting is far superior, and there's this there's the other argument that they're both the same and doesn't really matter, and so essentially what I wanted to do is I wanted to lay out all the facts between the two of them and um, and explain why. Uh, there is no right and wrong, and uh, as usual, as always, with everything that we do, it's uh, down to the client. It's needs. It's down to the client's specifics. It's down to their um, background, and more importantly, and this is the this w- is what separates good coaches from great coaches is understanding the psychology and the emotional connection that the client has with food, which ultimately will determine whether, if it fits your macros, flexible dieting, or a meal plan, or something else, is better than something else. Okay? Now let me explain. Well, first of all, let's for people out there who don't know what I'm talking about, let's explain what these different types of prin- principles are, okay? So, within, within a nutritional program, nutritional strategy, um... The majority of people like to work out how much carbs, how much fats, and how much protein they need to intake on a given day um, for their sp- specific goals, whether it be fat loss, whether it be performance, whether it be muscle gains, whatever it may be, strength, whatever. Um, there is a set number of calories, and those calories split into carbs, proteins, and fats that an individual needs to achieve that goal, Okay. And it varies for men and women, obviously, and it varies massively depending on lifestyle, their height, their weight, their sex, their um, activity levels, their um, background, their medical history, their um, current uh, medication, um, and 
the, the list goes on. And obviously a good coach and a great coach can, um, can figure that out for you. Now, when, for example, um, if a client comes to me and uh, starts off on a, on a, on a starts off on a journey whatever that journey may be nine times out of ten you know we'll go through a consultation process nine times out of ten if their education on nutrition is poor and the majority of the times it is then i'll set them off on an example meal plan to follow and that have variety that will give them um, flexibility in terms of different types of days and meals that they can choose and it will get them started on a journey now over that journey what we like to do as a company is to educate that user on nutrition about macronutrients about micronutrients about timing um, and about how different foods and food groups can affect their progression now this is where it comes down to understanding the client and their emotional needs it all boils down to their emotional needs because i'll come on to that in a moment so um uh, where was I going with this? <laughs> Completely lost my track of thought. So we, we have uh, a set macronutrients. The meal plan will be based on a macro profile. And uh, I, for example, will come up with a, a variety of recipes which I deem to be you know, good nutritious recipes uh, to meet that macronutrients. Now, as over time someone becomes educated in nutrition, macros and micronutrients and timing and supplements and things like that and hydration and the, and the needs of their body for their goals they can start to then change food groups by themselves under their own accord to match their macronutrient profile. And eventually, we simply set the macronutrient goals and they have to hit those with food groups. Now, this is called flexible dieting. Flexible dieting is when you have the flexibility and the knowledge to take those macros and choose food groups to fit your macros. Okay, now the difference between flexible dieting and if it fits your macros is the notion that if it fits your macros typically allows people to justify things like burgers, pizzas, what we would class as junk food. So there's there, the argument there being that the carbohydrates in something like ice cream is similar to the carbohydrates in, let's say, um, sorry, um, the the yeah, the carbohydrate profile of ice cream, for example, is the same or a similar effect and therefore carbohydrate profile of, let's say, a uh, sweet potato cottage pie, for example, okay? And the idea here being at certain times of the day, let's take post-workout, you know, the difference between having a whey protein shake with dextrose as opposed to having a whey protein shake on its own with a, um, with a Ben & Jerry's type of ice cream is the same thing to some extent if they have the same macronutrient profile now there is an argument here okay because when we eat foods uh, sorry let me just let me just go back a step so the argument here that we have between the two different parties is this notion that um you can eat whatever you like if it fits your macros that's the if it fits your macro bag party corner and then the flexible dieters corner is like, well, hold on a second, no, because there are certain foods which have better nutrient profiles, um, and therefore it's going to be better nine times out of ten for ninety percent of the time to choose more nutritious whole single food group um, foods. And then the if it fits your macros corner is like, well, no, hold on a minute, you know, people want to eat chocolate, people want to eat pizza, people want to eat these things. If it fits your macros, then there's no issue because it all boils down to, you know, uh, sugars and s simple carbohydrates and fats in the bloodstream once it's all digested. 
And again, there's valid arguments for both par par parties here. So if we take someone, let's take some, let's take a genetic freak, okay? Let's say um, uh, a genetic, uh, Hussein Bolt, okay? He's a genetic freak, we all know this. Now, with Hussein Bolt, I could prescribe him, and if it fits your macros protocol, and I could also prescribe him a flexible dieting protocol, and the chances are we would see very little difference. We would probably see a difference in performance, but in terms of body composition, we would probably see little difference because ultimately the, the biological breakdown of those foods ultimately ends up towards the same thing Although the processes are slightly different, depending, you know, simple sugars as opposed to complex carbohydrates, they are different, how they get broken down. Um, however, if you're a genetic freak, you can handle it, okay? And there are different times where different people can handle different protocols. So, for example, myself, I can't do if it fits your macros. Even though I know about nutrition and I know all the processes, if after the gym... I go and have a bar of chocolate as opposed to a um, a whey protein shake with glycofuse or uh, waxivol or something like that. Although it's macronutrient-wise very similar, if not exactly the same, psychologically and emotionally it's vastly different. Now let me explain this. This is why the arguments fall down for both parties, because it's irrelevant. The individual will have an emotional connection to foods which dictate which protocol is better for them. Confused about which diet is right for you? Let us take all the stress away and design you a fully bespoke, life-changing plan. All we do is change lives. DanielWheeler.co.uk Now, again, I will use my, myself as an example. For those who don't know, I was incredibly overweight at, um, five, six years ago. Uh, I was over 22 stone. And I lost eight stone in body weight to get to where I am today, and I'm slowly you know, building up muscle and uh, and whatnot. So I have a history of an eating disorder because I've become overweight. And I know this. I know what triggers I have, and I know what food groups I can or can't eat. For example, when I was very overweight, the reason I was overweight was through a very depressive time in my life, whatever it may be, get the violins out. Um, but it was Domino's pizzas and Doritos and bottles of Coke, which I turned to. Now, I can't eat those foods now without having a massive emotional reaction to them. And I don't mean I eat them and stop crying. What I mean is I eat them and then I can't stop eating them. Because there's this trigger in my brain which sparks all these subconscious emotional reactions that if I have a large Domino's pizza in front of me, I'll eat the whole thing. I won't be able to stop myself. And then if there was another, if there was a second pizza there, I'd eat that as well. And if there was a bag of Doritos, I'd probably eat that as well. I'd go past the comfort zone of hunger and I'd keep eating because there's that emotional trigger. And people who are overweight and people who are starting this journey, they all have their triggers. They all have their emotional connections. They all have a food that they turn to for whatever stress, whatever emotional uh, trigger caused them to eat that food. So if you take a client who is overweight, who wants to go on a fat loss journey, and you're an if-it-fits-a-macros coach, and you tell them they can eat Skittles and chocolate and ice cream and pizza after their workout because it's the same thing as having a whey protein shake and dextrose, you're a buffoon. You're an idiot. Because it may physiologically have the same effect, but emotionally and psychologically, it will have a massive 
massive knock-on effect to the rest of their day, their week, and their month, and therefore their motivation, and therefore their progression, and therefore their connection with you as a coach. I'm telling you now, this is fact, okay? So when it comes to coaching, and when it comes to the argument of flex or dieting, or if it fixes your macros, it's irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter whether chocolate or ice cream or this junk food gets broken down to the same um, uh, the, the, the same cell structures as um, uh, sweet potatoes or rice or um, uh, you know uh, uh, couscous, whatever it may be, because there are different emotional reactions there. I hope I really hope you can understand what I'm trying to say here. So I'll give you another example. With a team of coaches to help you with any goal, fat loss, increased muscle, or performance related, we can help you achieve anything. DanielWheeler.co.uk A friend of mine um, who is a genetic freak, I give him If It Fits Your Macros protocol because he can handle it. He has no history of mental illness. Well, sorry, that's the wrong word to use. He has no history of eating disorders. He has a relatively, you know, we all have trouble and strife in our life, but he has a relatively good background. There's nothing particular in his life which has caused him to, um, you know, to, to cause a big psychological issue when it comes to food or training. So I give him macros. I say, I want you to eat 200 grams of protein, 500 grams of carbs, and 100 grams of fat, and you eat that pretty much every single day. And he has a specific goal, and we're monitoring that. Those are just made-up macros, by the way. Um, and he can do that. And he obviously often sends me photos of a, a pizza he eats and he often sends me photos of his chicken and rice and he often sends me photos of his skittles he's eating after training and um, you know he's taking his uh, wife out to Nando's on the weekend, whatever it may be. And at the end of the week we catch up and he's stuck within his macros and we see progress. Now, on the flip side of it, I have a client who is very, very overweight. Now we're talking 30 stone overweight, massively overweight. Um, their nutrition is good. However, I cannot get them to stick to if it fits your macros or flexible dieting because they have a massive, a huge emotional background that we have to take into account. Okay, now I won't divulge the specifics of their emotional background, but when I say it's, it's sensitive and it's extreme, it's sensitive and extreme. It's, it, it's the reason why we would expect someone to be massively overweight. So they have to follow a structure. They have to be quite regimented. They have to forego foods that they enjoy because there's a reason they enjoy those foods. And it's very, it's often or not, it's not down to taste. It's usually down to the emotional connection. Now, this particular person's, um, one of their triggers is KFC. They fucking love it. They can't get enough of it. Now, I've been working with this person for six months now and not once have I told them to go and get KFC. Not once. In fact, we actually have to structure his gym and his training around the fact in his town so that it's nowhere near a KFC. So he doesn't have to drive past it, doesn't walk past it, it's not even in his vicinity because it's that serious. So the coaching element there is down to motivation, it's down to psychological needs, emotional needs, a connection. And I almost have to talk to this person every two days, every three days to make sure that they're stable, to make sure there's something in their life that hasn't caused them a stress to fall off the wagon, so to speak. So let's all take a minute to step back and go, right, if it fits your macros, flexible dieting on a meal plan or any other technique, it doesn't fucking matter. What is good down to the client? 
Now, if we're talking genetic freaks, it doesn't matter. Get them to eat whatever, really. You know, teach them about macros, teach them about timings, teach them about nutrition, and then go, right, here's those guidelines, go and follow them. Because the chances are they're going to hit them and they're going to see progression. But if we're talking about, you know, somatotypes here, and we know it's a theory, but if we're talking about ectomorphs and we're talking about endomorphs, there's a reason that these, these two extremes, there's a reason why they find it difficult to eat, there's a reason why they find it difficult not to overeat. And that's when it comes down to coaching. So if you're one of these coaches which is in one of these kind of ballparks, on these corners of this boxing ring, so to speak, get out of it and stop arguing with one another. You're making yourself look like a fool. Because yes, you know the science behind it. Yes, you know the application behind it. Uh, sorry, yes, you know the science and yes, you know the theory behind it. But until you've, you clearly haven't worked with a demographic where you can't apply that to there is no way in hell you will get an overweight person to stick to if it fits your macros. It just won't happen. So, uh, so I hope that's put that to bed. It, it is. Um, it, it did make me laugh. It really, really did. And um, and again, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to the difference between a good coach and a great coach. It's um, you can read all these books, you can go to all your webinars and all your seminars, you can. Um, you know, take your PhDs, you can do whatever you like, yeah, and which is all awesome, by the way, which is fantastic. But until you've built up a client base where you've got years of experience, you've made your mistakes, you've worked with clients with good success and, you know, bad failures, and we've all done it, we've all had clients where we've, we've had trouble with because, you know, whatever reason, either you don't know enough or you haven't got the experience there to go, oh, do you know what, I really don't know what's fucking going on with this person. I can't get them to progress. And nine times out of ten, it's down to your emotional connection with that client. For whatever reason, you haven't understood them properly. You haven't understood what their lifestyle, their background, their triggers are to keep them on track. And it is, it's such a huge part of someone's journey. If you can't emotionally connect to your client, if you can't understand them or delve deep into their background to try and make an educated assumption about their background uh, about sorry who they are and who their triggers are you just can't get them to stick to a plan and it's all very well going oh they're lazy or they just can't stick to it and it's like no it's bollocks your job as a coach you haven't done it properly you haven't interrogated that client so that's my that's my take on every feature macros and flexible dieting they're um they're protocols which both have their 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 place but again, it all boils down to emotional connections. Psychology of dieting, the psychology of coaching, the psychology of progression, motivation. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Um, I did just want to plug here um, a nutrition seminar, which I'm doing. <laughs> Fits in quite nicely. And uh, it's it's called Confused About Exercise, or uh, sorry, Confused About Nutrition and Exercise. And it's uh, hosted in Weybridge in Surrey. And uh, tickets still available. Uh, there will be tickets on the door for anyone who straight walks past. Uh, it's a nice, nice big venue, and I have no plans to sell out uh, because it's you can see over. I think you can see over 250, and that would just, I wouldn't want to do a seminar for that big. That would be daunting. Um, certainly at this stage in my in my career, but um, it would be you know it'd be awesome to see as many people there as possible who are confused about exercise and nutrition. Uh, this certainly isn't aimed at coaches or people in the industry. This is aimed at kind of typically your mums and dads, you know, your late teenagers, your 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 early granddads and grandmas, if you like, who just haven't got a clue when it comes to nutrition. Just find it confusing. 
Um, the same way, you know, people find algebra confusing, you know, it's that same connection with, with nutrition. Some people just can't get it. And uh, I like to think that this seminar is going to try and explain it, lay it out in a format that um, the majority of people can explain. Um, we're going to debunk some myths. Uh, I'm going to explain why the government is so wrong when it comes to nutrition. And uh, hopefully get everyone... Um, their eyes open to the bigger picture of nutrition and kind of and ultimately actually there's a there's more of a um a theme to the seminar so it's it's trying to understand the reason why we want to diet the reason why we want to lose weight again the psychology behind it um you know what are these outside influences what are these outside uh, reasons because nine times out of ten it's what other people are imposing on us it's why we want to lose weight not necessarily our own internal uh reasons um we can be don't get me wrong, we can all be unhappy, but again, it's, un it's understanding, um, you know, why you're unhappy and uh, why do we take it out on food and exercise um, and uh, further um, deteriorate our, our condition, really. It's not just about weight loss or fat loss, it's, you know, it's also about um, um, stimulating muscle growth and it's also about um, a hormone balance, uh, particularly within relationships and libido and menstrual cycle and stress and things like that. So uh, it should be a good one. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And like I said, it'd be great to see as many people there. All the details on the website, uh, www.danielwheeler.co.uk. Um, it should be fun. It should be fun. So I'd like to see you all there. And uh, I think that kind of sums this uh, this podcast up. The next episode, um, I'm speaking to um, uh, an awesome athlete next week. Uh, sorry, sorry, this week. I lost my lost my timings. Um, on Wednesday, I think, Thursday, we're recording it. So I hope to have it out. Uh, by the weekend and uh, he's uh, due to become a, well he's already a huge name in the CrossFit world um, and uh, he's a sponsored athlete and uh, very very well known amongst um, people in, in, in the industry and um, got some awesome questions and it should be a really really great interview and I'm really looking forward to it I won't divulge his name yet you'll have to wait and see uh, but if uh, when you hear it and you, you find out who it is uh, I think you'll all be very excited to to um, listen to the to that episode, so um, look out for that one. That was hopefully, like I said, weekend or next week. Um, that'll be episode five, I believe. And that kind of wraps us up. Um, so um, check out the website, guys, uh, DanielWheeler.co.uk, and uh, hit me up on Twitter at Dan Wheeler or Facebook uh, Life Changing Fitness. Peace out, guys. Take care. Welcome to the Life Changing Fitness Podcast. All we do is change lives.